What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the GateSex Podcast. I am your co-host, Max. On the other side of the mic is my co-host, Nate. Yo, yo, yo. Dog. What's up? Uh, all right. We're ready. You're ready. Let's do it. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Gate 6 Podcast with Nate Herman, that's me, along with Max Manis. What's up? Um, so this is a Yankees-related podcast, as you probably have already guessed. Um, Max and I have known each other for, what, has been eight years now? Yes, eight It was eight the years. summer of 2012, so right. about, almost seven. Almost seven. Almost well, seven. I'm going to math. Um <laughs> We met at a Jewish summer camp in Northwood, New Hampshire. Um, Piazza, I represent. With, with a very uh, heavy populated Red Sox community. Yeah, lots so, of Red Sox fans. So uh, Max kind of stood out to me, I think. Uh, same, <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> with the Yankees hat on <laughs> the first day. Um, so yeah, Max, you want to uh, tell you about yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is Max Manis. I live in New York City. Diehard Yankees fan, born and raised. Uh, I also, when, when I'm not in school or recording the Gate 6 podcast, I write for Sabre.org, and I write for a Yankees blog called Unhinged Yankees. Um, I'm a junior. I'm in 11th grade, 17 years old. Nate? Uh, yeah, I am from Stanford, Connecticut, the 06902. Um, <laughs> I'm also a junior, also a diehard Yankees fan, bleed the blue and white pinstripes yeah um and yes that's that's me behind the scenes we have our tech guy doug herman who is nate's twin brother uh is also a big yankees fan really good guy very funny always there for the entertainment (laughs) he's not there right now but you guys will get introduced to him soon all right so uh, uh let's start by addressing the elephant in the room as two diehard Yankees fans, Nate and I are not in the best of moods right now after no. today's loss. Recording this, it's currently 8:36 p.m. on the night of Wednesday, April 3rd. Uh, about an hour, closer to two hours ago, the Yankees lost their game against the Detroit Tigers, two to one. Tough loss. I was not watching the game because I'm, I also play for uh, my high school's baseball team, the Heschel Heat. So we had practice, and thank you, Nate. Because it was a 4 p.m. game, finished practice around 6.45. I couldn't really catch much of the game. I was checking my phone briefly. I got a couple score updates from all my notifications. When I saw Chad Green gave up the homer, I still haven't seen the video of that or really of many of the other highlights in the game. But <clears throat> it seems like Loisaga pitched pretty, pitched pretty well, and uh, Green just blew it. Uh, but one thing that's been standing out to me, Nate, over these last five games is, so obviously the team is really struggling right now. They have so many injuries. They saw 11 guys on the DL right now. Nate, do you think you can name all 11? Oh, God, here we go. Very impressive if you can. Here we go. Severino, Didi. Uh, Hicks, Stanton, Tilowitzki now, um, uh, Tances, uh, 
uh, Patances, we got. I tweeted. Uh, did I say CC already? No, I did not, right? CC. You did not CC. So CC. Hold on. Anduhar. Um, uh, was that nine? Uh, did you say Anduhar? I don't know. Anduhar, yeah. Uh, I think eight. Okay. Eight. Okay. Three more. Who are the other three? The ones. I don't. Okay. You got it. Wait. Does it stand? Ten. I don't think you said Stanton. So that's nine. Or okay. Maybe I did. I mean, I did in the beginning. Definitely said someone twice because there's three guys that you haven't named yet. Right. So fine. Ellsbury, if that counts. Yeah, Ellsbury's one of them. Okay. Um, two more. Let's see. I think they're obvious. One of them you're not gonna get. One of them, one of them is not. One of them is not super difficult. The other one's pretty hard. Man, okay. The guy you would not that does not come to mind when you think of the New York Yankees. No offense to him. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Um, both pitchers. Both pitchers. Um. All right. It's not a starter, is it? Because they have. One of them is a starter. One is a starter. Wow. Who could this be? I just tell me. I have no idea. I, I can't remember all that. Jordan those. Montgomery and Ben Heller are the oh, other two. Oh, Montgomery, right. Oh, Everyone forgets about Jordan Montgomery. Oh, so, obviously, the Yankees are struggling a lot with the injuries right now. It's brutal. They've got 11 guys. 11. It's 11? April 3rd. That's ridiculous. Tyler Six Wade is going to be every day. Tyler Wade's going to be starting every day for a few games now, I think, unless Tulowitzki or Andujar miraculously... Return very soon. Um, but yeah, it's not good. So, um, well, uh, the Yankees, a couple of people I saw were saying that Thyro Estrada, I don't know if it's Thyro or Tyro Estrada, could be called up because I think he's one of, I think he's the only infielder. Yeah, the left. left. 40 man, yep. not on the 25 man. So that could happen. Giovanni Urshela is another in house name that we saw in spring training. Um, one name that stands out to me. I will admit, I was, I didn't, I never hated this guy. I liked him a lot when he first came to the Yankees, and he took a toll on me by the end, but I would gladly take him back now. Starlin Castro. Starlin, darling. defense got to me at the end. It was so atrocious towards the end of his Yankees career. I remember there was one game in the ALCS against Houston in 2017. I think it was either game three or four. It was definitely at home where there was a ground ball hit with a runner on third and I think two outs, and he just bobbled it in short right field in the run. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I just remember, he misplayed it so badly, it was brutal. But his offense was always consistent. He was a nice, he was a nice table setter for the other guys. He could hit basically anywhere in the lineup. Yes, that I is. I mean, you know, the, Mar- the, the Marlins aren't doing anything special this year, so <laughs> I don't know what kind of return they'd want, and I don't know. I don't know, Nate. Have you seen about this book, Inside the Empire, that's been making the rounds on Twitter? I've not. Basically, so there's this book that's coming out, or it came out a few days ago, that is basically this in-depth look at the Yankees over the last few decades. There's some ridiculous stuff in there, and one of the things I highlighted is Brian Cashman's relationship with Derek Jeter, Mm. and how uh, Derek Jeter demanded a max deal when he was a free agent after the 2010 season, which was ridiculous because he was 36 years old. And apparently he basically said to Brian Cashman, this was one of the fascinating things in the book. There was this idea that like, it was always known that Brian Cashman playing for, I don't know what the exact quote was. It was like, we're we're playing for talent, not for 
clarity or something like that. And so apparently this new book, one of the things they revealed was that Jeter walked out of that meeting and basically said to his agent and Cashman, like, I want to stay with the Yankees, but I'm not taking any lowball offer. You guys figured stormed out. And so Jeter and Cashman had a fractured relationship after that. And apparently it also said that since Cashman got to finesse Jeter in the Stanton trade, he really enjoyed having all the leverage there. So I don't know what the relationship is like right now. I don't know if they're on well enough terms to be making a trade. Uh, but if it can happen, sign me up. Nate, what do you think is a possible replacement for some of the guys who have gone down? I mean, at this point, with all these injuries, all these injuries, Castro would be a good fit. Play second towards a third. Um, have Tyler Wade maybe pinch run once in a while. He's not the best hitter, obviously. So, I mean, at this I point, think, really... I mean, you'd probably put Glaber at shortstop and LeMay yeah. at third. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, having just some more, you know... Also, Castro has power, but is also a pretty good contact hitter. Yeah. Right now, the Yankees are striking out, going for the long ball, which aren't getting the long ball. So, they're just striking out. There's no home run action except for that first game. Voight and Bird hit, had a couple, and Tulo hit one in garbage time, really. So, I mean, Castro may bring some good contact hitting, maybe get some on, you know, get on base a little more than the Yankees are right now. And at this point, yeah, why not? I've only had a chance to watch about, like, two and a half of the games that the Yankees have played this season. So, I watched most of opening day. I watched um, I watched most of the Sunday game against Baltimore. I was at a wedding for the first half of the I would have missed the whole game if there wasn't that uh, rain delay, but since it started oh, right. later, I was able to catch most of it. And then I watched uh, the game on Monday night against the Tigers. Like I said, I missed most, not Monday night, Tuesday night against the Tigers. I missed most of today's game at baseball practice. And for any listeners who don't know, uh, I'm an observant Jew. I keep Shabbos, Shabbat. It's the day of rest, the Sabbath on Saturdays. And so uh, I don't watch, I don't use any technology or anything from Friday evening until Saturday night. So I can't watch basically any Friday games unless, you know, there's the occasional 105 Friday start. And then I can't watch any Saturday day games. So I cannot catch the Saturday day game. I watched. The recap afterwards, that was brutal with Andujar striking out to end it. So the thing is that the starting pitching really hasn't been the team's issue, with the exception of Hap's clunker against Baltimore, where he gave up that home run to Renato Nunez in the first inning, and from there on, the offense really couldn't get much going, and you know the bullpen wasn't great. Uh, the bullpen was decent. Tarpley gave up a home run when he arguably shouldn't have been in there. I didn't hate going to Tarpley in that situation, I guess, in hindsight, you would have wanted to go to Britain in a one-run game or maybe Canely or someone else, but Tarpley was really good in spring training. I didn't hate going to him in that situation as much as a lot of Yankees fans that I was talking to did. But So beyond that one-half start, Tanaka has looked great in both of his starts. Malazigo looked solid today, even though he looked through 70 pitches. Paxton was great in that start against Baltimore. Hopefully this team is getting Severino back soon, fingers crossed. That's but right. the starting pitching really hasn't been the issue. The issue has been the offense. And Nate, you were saying earlier, like, they have a lot of home run guys, and they've only had a couple of contact guys, but those contact guys are looking good so far. Yes. Uh, one guy everyone's liking, DJ LeMayhew, Mr. Versatility. His defense, look, I love Miguel Andujar. I think he's 
a great offensive player. I love watching all of his doubles. He and Glaber do their little, you know, the phone call celebration. It's great. His defense is atrocious. It was atrocious last year. We were hoping he would get better. It didn't look much better. Well, I mean, we'll see if he plays again this year. Fingers crossed that that labrum heals in time and that he's able to rehab from it. But his defense really, it hasn't looked great. The fact that when DJ LeMahieu plays third base, I'm able to see a ground ball get hit to, get hit to the third baseman and feel relieved and confident that he's going to make a play is great. And he, he's hit the ball all around the field. He looks really, really good. He had, what was, I think he had a double today. He scored the Yankees' only run. Uh, so, yeah, Nate, what have you thought of LeMahieu and some of the other offseason pickups that they had that have played so far? So, you know, obviously Mayhew's made a big contribution to the Yankees so far in a few games he's played. Um, great, great glove at third base there. Also can play second. Um, really, a, yeah, a good versatility guy, as you said before. Um, also one year batted 340 on the Rockies around there, so one batting title. Um, yeah. That's obviously great contact that the Yankees need right now as everyone's just swinging and missing. No home runs, no nothing. Um, and... Um, so, yeah, Mayhew has been great, along with Paxton, who had a really dominant start on Saturday against Baltimore. Had some un- un- unlucky breaks. Like, they had, like, three errors in that game. The Yankees did. Uh, the O's got some, you know, little bloop hits. They can't do anything about that for Paxton, but looked really dominant. Had good command of his fastball. Yeah. Painting the corners. Um, so, and then, obviously, Tulowitzki hasn't played much now that he's hurt again. With that, what is it, left oh, calf string. Oh, that coming. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for him, though, man. He's had so many setbacks in his career, especially as of late. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, so DJ and Paxton really solid for the Yankees. That's some bright spots uh, early in the season. Yeah. The other guy who they picked up this offseason who has been literally a wizard so far in the mound is Adam Adovino. Oh, the God. bite, The bite on that, guys, I, I – look, I, I – play fantasy baseball i know the nl teams i know who's good i don't think i've ever watched a single adam Adovino appearance live unless i think the yankees played the rockies like what was it a few years back in course field yeah i don't know if he pitched that series i've seen uh from pitching ninja on twitter which is a great account if any of you guys don't follow it he tweets these gifs of uh pitchers and the movement of their pitches and he had like a whole compilation of Adovino ones that were insane. His slider, his two seam, and it has translated perfectly to the Bronx so far. Really liking what I've seen from him. And he stepped up in the absence of Batantis, who's been hurt. Green wasn't great today. He gave up that home run. Chapman, oh, I'm, oh. I'm starting to get concerned about him. I wasn't that concerned about the diminished velocity. I think he's hit 100 miles an hour on one pitch this year, and it was last night when he gave up yeah. two runs in blue game. Right. Uh, not good, but Adovino has he's shouldered, he's shouldered the load. I'm just concerned. I don't want them to overuse him because he's appeared, what, at least three or four times this season so I think, far. Yeah, in I think almost in every game, almost. Maybe not one or two, uh, but... Yeah. it's You know, you don't want to overuse him, but he's uh, quickly becoming a favorite of mine. I agree. Like I remember, like every time he comes, I always text you. This guy throws like filth. I mean, yeah, on, the t- he, on the TV, you can see the ball move. You know, a couple of inches, even more. It just, it's incredible. It no idea what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, if I was there, I would just swing at anything, hoping that, like, hoping to tip it. I mean, 
I'm not sure how he throws 95 and has all this movement. I mean, it's like he's a wizard. <laughs> I mean, well, the one game where he was in trouble, I think it was. I think it was. I don't know if it was last night or the night before when Judge had the diving play in right field oh, to save the run. Right. If, that, if that ball gets past Judge, that's two runs score, and that's. I don't know if that's the game right there, but the Yankees would have had some work to do. But he made the grab. That was that was a nice play. So we know the pitching has been solid enough so far, at least the rotation. The bullpen's had its struggles, but you know everyone looks at this team, and the thing that pops out to you, if it's not the bullpen, it's it's the offense. You know you have you have Judge Stanton and you know Andujar, Torres, Hicks, Sanchez, all these all these big names, and a bunch of them are on the uh, the. the the IL, in <laughs> now on, uh, but at the same time, I don't think that's any excuse for, uh, like, obviously it's a valid reason for why they haven't been scoring a lot of runs, but even the main producers in their lineup haven't been that good of late. I'll be the, I'll be the ones that come out and say it. Other than Voight's opening day home run, he has not looked great this no. year. He, what, he had, I think he worked a walk today. Beyond yeah, like, that, he got like three his, strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't watching the game today. I just saw that he had a walk in the eighth inning. Um, but the only guys who I feel really like confident in at the plate right now, it's like Lemayhew. I was gonna say Judge, but even he's been struggling a bit of late. Though he yeah, had he's had some good uh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, but yeah, Sanchez has looked good. I'll say that uh, yes, he yes. had. He had home runs in the back-to-back games, and then I didn't really get why they didn't play him last night. I guess they were fucked. So if there's one thing I hate that Yankee fans do, it's second-guessing. I think if you want to come yeah. out, if you want to come out and say Aaron Boone should have hit Sanchez for I don't remember was it I don't remember I think it was Wade or Talkman. Uh, if you want to say Boone should have hit Sanchez there, I want you to show me proof right before that at bat saying Boone should hit Sanchez here. And I saw a bunch of people saying that on Twitter, so I'll give it a slide this time, and I think it makes sense. But for people to say, for people to get so up in arms over Boone saying, oh, if someone had gotten on, we would have pinched at Sanchez, it's a solid strategy. It's not like Talk, who was completely struggling in that game. He had a ground rule double that I think he might have been able to get to third if it didn't top over the wall. It barely got over. It would have been an RBI if it didn't top over the wall. And he looked decent. He got he got good contact on the ball each time. And if who if the leadoff hitter had walked and then he had Sanchez and hit a two run home run, we would have been applauding Boone. So I don't right. think, I don't think. Look, I don't want to be the guy that's out here defending everything everyone does. I think Aaron Boone gets a lot of unnecessary hate from Yankees fans. He has his flaws. I think people don't appreciate. Well, so another thing in this book, Inside the Empire, was saying that basically. The Yankees analytics team is set up right inside the, the tunnel next to the dugout for every game. And they basically like run the decisions up to Boone and like just say like, okay, don't bring this guy out next inning or okay, you know, pinch hit this guy or okay, time to pull the starter, which is pretty, I mean, it's pretty wild. I'm a big analytics guy, obviously. I write for Sabres, so I like that stuff. It's pretty crazy. That's the way the baseball is going, but... A lot of people like to put all the blame on Boone when they don't realize that a lot of the time, like, things just don't work out his way. And a lot of the time, he's not the one making those calls. Right, yeah. I mean, like, it's same with anything in life or any sport, especially. Like, after it happened, you can't, you know, say, oh, but yeah, yeah if, if this man hit 
he would have hit a home run. Just no way for knowing that. He could have struck out. He could have hit a home run. You have no proof of anything. So I do. It's very annoying when they do that, especially when it's also with Talkman. You know, he hit that solid double to left field. You know, got a little unlucky. Hopped over the wall, like you said. But I mean, you gotta let the guy hit sometimes. And yes, yeah, Sanchez has great power, but it doesn't mean he's gonna hit a home run every time at the plate. The example I always go back to for second guessing is, I think it was the 2014 World Series when the Giants beat the Royals with Bumgarner through like five innings oh, in relief, in relief. Five or six yeah, innings right. to close it out. And so in the ninth inning of that game, when there were two outs, Alex Gordon hit a triple to the wall uh, when he was like, he would have been the last out. It was a one-run game. And there are some people that think maybe he could have scored if the third base coach didn't hold them up. And so, you know, but he held him up at third, and Salvador Perez popped up to end the game. And so everyone thinks that's such a great what if, but to me, can you imagine if Alex Gordon had right. gone and been thrown out at the plate? <laughs> it would have been even bigger what if, than what if he was held up at third, and you had Salvador Perez, one of the best hitting catchers in the league coming up. Had a hit a single in the middle, or something like that, or even, you know, Absolutely. anything. Yeah, that, that's a very good example. Um, so... Yeah, the Yankees I mean, are two and four right now. That's not good. They're the thing that provides me a little bit of relief. And this whole idea that Yankees fans are in Red Sox fans' heads and Red Sox fans are in Yankees fan heads, I don't really love that idea because, like, look, the Yankees and Red Sox are bitter rivals. Obviously, they're going to be looking at where each other are in the standings. It's the people that you know. If I see a Red Sox fan mocking a Yankees fan on Twitter saying, "Ha, you guys lost," or vice versa, Yankees fan mocking Red Sox fans. Look, your team is also under 500. The Red Sox have yeah. the worst record majors right now. The Yankees aren't far behind. Not really a fair criticism to make. If the Yankees were 5-1 and one and the Red Sox were 0-6, I would say have all the fun you want. The thing that makes me really glad is that if the Red Sox were 5-1 and one right now and the Yankees were 2-4, and four, oh my god, the amount of panic that would be going on in the Yankees would be ridiculous. So, um, so yeah, the good thing about baseball is it's a, such a long season – where this kind of start two and four means something, but means very little. They still have another yeah, what 156 so games to win, you know, go like whatever. They have so much time. The fact that people are going crazy that they get to two and four, I think it's a little ridiculous. I mean, it's six games into the season. This they got another 156. It's, it's they got a long way to go. I mean, I might be in the minority here. If you ask me right now what the Yankees' record was through their first six games last year, I could not tell you. I know they were nine and nine through their first eighteen yeah, games. Right, that's the yep. stat everyone loves to go back to. Yeah, let's, let's um, I still think the Yankees are going to finish above five hundred in April. I really have little to no doubt of that in my mind, especially if Stanton isn't on the DL for IL for an extended period of time. I think they're going to get Hicks back soon. CC Batanzas. Those guys should be back soon. So we have this long list of guys on the on the IL, and some of them like Didi and Montgomery, and now it seems maybe Andujar aren't going to be back for a while. But we have a lot of those guys who should be coming back. Yes, um, early May at the latest. So right. um, that's but, pretty sure. Wait, um, going back to your point of the Yankees uh, start last year, they were uh, let's see, four and four, the first eight. So so right now the Yankees win the next two games against Baltimore. Those same records last year, and last year they went over 100 games. Um, so, so going back to Max's point about the Yankees' slow start last year, they were um, the first eight games. They were four and four, if I can count. There um, you go. So <laughs> counting. Uh, so um, yeah, I mean, 
if fans are worrying right now, they shouldn't be because Baltimore is the second place in the division. If they stay there for the whole year, something is just wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what, I don't know how to react to that, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried. That's the thing that bothers me so much about like Yankees Twitter is there's these two there's I was talking about this in the in the group chat that we have for the Yankees website that I write for Unhinged Yankees last night. There's these two radical extremes. There's the people that are saying, Oh my god, how are you panicking already? It's six games into the year. This team is gonna be more than fine. I can't believe people are already giving up on the on the team. That's ridiculous. They're gonna be more than fine. That's one side. And then the other side is Oh, Boone and his analytics, you know, morons are at it again. Stanton sucks. Trade Gardner. You know, Hap is a bust. We shouldn't have brought him back. Look at Harper and Machado. Which, by the way, if you're still dwelling on Harper and Machado, please shut up. Yeah, totally. Let's move on. on, It would have been nice to have one of them. This team won 100 games last year and improved significantly over the offseason. They're going to be more than fine. But... So what I'm saying is that there's this other side that's basically already giving up on the year, and there's the other side that's saying these first six games don't matter at all. I think if we're being reasonable and realistic, the side that all Yankees fans should be on is recognizing, like, yeah, it's really infuriating that we've started the season off badly. We've only won two of our first six games. There's a lot of players that look discouraging that haven't really gotten it going yet. But there's a lot of good things, too. And let's not act like... So let's not act like six, you know, let's not act like the first six games of our season are going to determine, determine how the whole thing goes. But let's also not act like the season's over because the Yankees aren't five and one on April 3rd. Yeah. I'm like, I'm obviously not happy about the start, but I'm not going to be go cry and say the season's over <laughs> on April, what is it, third? Yeah, third. I mean, so yeah, I definitely agree. And, and, and it, it, it is cold. I'm not saying that the Yankees shouldn't be hitting or pitching well because it's cold. But yeah. it's not exactly, you know, 70 degrees and sunny. I mean, today was pretty warm, but, you know, it was, it was raining that one night, uh, that big delay against Baltimore. It was cold. Uh, you know, obviously, they still should be winning games with Baltimore. But it's not exactly yeah. perfect conditions. I mean, you can make that argument, but at the same time, it's not like, well, the Yankees were playing with, you know, rain. The Orioles had sunshine. Like, the other team was playing right, in the right. exact condition as the Yankees. So true, yes. I don't true. know if that's really a fair argument. Though, it, it could explain, you know, some of the some of the reasons why they haven't been playing well. Um, yeah. So, looking at the Yankees' upcoming schedule, tomorrow we have a 3 p.m. game. Fantastic. I guess. That's great. <laughs> Day games during the week. Absolutely hate them because I can't really watch them in school. Uh, <laughs> we have got tomorrow 305 against the Orioles. Uh, who, and we got a. Uh, I think it's Paxton, right? Paxton back in the match. Is it Paxton tomorrow? Okay. So you got Paxton tomorrow and then off day Friday, which is going to be good because then that means it's Saturday against the Orioles. We should be able to have all of our starters in there because everyone should be rested. Last night when they did that thing where they sat a bunch of the starters all together that I did not like that, I think. It's a much better strategy to say, okay, Sanchez, you get Tuesday. Bird, you get Wednesday. You know, Judge, you get Thursday. Right, yeah. Voight, you get Friday. To say, okay, uh, Gardy, uh, Gardy, Gary, and Bird, you're all sitting tonight. Don't love 
Uh, the if they had won the gone. game, I would have been more than fine with it because they only scored more than one run. Again, you don't want a second guess. If the Dings scored 10 runs, I would have been fine with it. They sat up a bunch of their offensive guys and they scored one run at shows. Uh, but so they play tomorrow at 3.05, probably today by the time you're hearing this. Uh, don't play Friday, Saturday, also against the Orioles at 7.05. And then Sunday, they play Baltimore again. Then we'll probably we'll do our best to get one more episode in before then. Uh, just to let you guys know, Nate and I have no idea how often we're going to record and be able to upload because both of us are busy with school and we can't really commit to a consistent schedule right now, partly yep. because there's also Passover, which is a Jewish holiday coming up that neither of us are going to be able to record on that. Uh, actually, over the over Cholomoed, which is like the middle days when you can use technology, we, sh- we might be able to record on one yeah, of those days. And that, so after that series against Baltimore, the Yankees have three in Houston against the Astros, who also have not gotten off to the hottest of starts. They are currently, what's the Astros record? They are. are the Astros also. What's the Astros record? Hold on. The Astros are also two and four, just like the Yankees. However, I think we can probably expect that they're going to throw at least one, if not both, Verlander and Cole at us because big bats are always going to – when the Yankees come to town, teams are going to want their best pitchers on the mound regardless of record. That's true of the Red Sox. That's true of the Astros. That's probably true of yeah, the Indians. Sure. Lindor's hurt. All these big teams, you want your best pitchers out there. Um, that series against Houston is going to be a really big test for this team saying – I mean, first they like, so my goal for the team had been to win seven of their first nine games right now, which was three against Baltimore, three against the Tigers, and then another three against Baltimore. Right now, the best they could do is five and four, which is not ideal. That's not what you don't want to only win five games out of your first nine when you're playing Baltimore twice and Detroit once, but. If the Yankees can sweep Baltimore, which you don't want to make that assumption, they just dropped two of three to them this weekend. If the Yankees go in and sweep Baltimore, and you know, like Aaron Judge said, which I loved that quote by the way, where he said, "We've got to play with our backs against the walls." Yeah. If, he can do, if the good. Yankees can go into Baltimore and take all three and go into Houston with a five and four record, that would be absolutely huge. Yes, I would be delighted. I would be okay. Five and four, yeah, not the best, but. Not the worst at the same time, so yeah. but just keep on going. Um, yeah, I. the thing is that, like, there's, like, it's easy to say, like, the starting pitching is good, the lineup is the problem. Like, you can make that as a general statement, but the thing is, like, so many guys in the lineup have been so streaky. Like, there's, all of Yankees Twitter was ready. I, I will raise my hand. I was concerned about Brett Gardner after the first three or four games of the season. Uh, I was thinking this guy should not be leading off. It should be DJ LeMayhew. I still think DJ LeMayhew should be leading off. I was thinking Gardner to the bench. Let's start Clint Frazier. Very next day, Brett Gardner homers. <laughs> of course. In the winning right. I'll shut my mouth. Uh, I think Gardy should be st- – I. If Mike Talkman starts more than 25 games, if Mike, Mike Talkman starts more than 10 games for the Yankees this year, that's an embarrassment. It's looking yeah. like it'll Talkman. probably turn out that way. I mean, look, Mike Talkman could be the next Luke Voigt for, for all we know. Right, it's true. I'm like, look, I said he he looked good the other day. He had a double from what yeah, I saw. Nice double. 
what he thought today, he did not look great. And if how ridiculous is it that a week and a half ago there were a lot of fans, I was one of them, who were upset that Tyler Wade wasn't on the opening day roster, and now here we are, and we're like one injury away from Giovanni Urshela being our like everyday right. third base. Yeah, like Greg Bird was taking ground balls at third base yesterday. You, that's I I couldn't believe I'm like that just seems so ridiculous. Like yeah, weird. <laughs> I mean this big man taking uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean Banks need some like spark or something in yeah. the hitting, the, the pitching as you said, good. I mean yeah, a couple of Green had that mistake today. It wasn't really a mistake, just. Hitting by uh, who, who hit the home run today? The Tigers, backup, right? Gordon Beckham. Oh, Beckham, yeah, Beckham. Um, and against Chapman, uh, who hit the home? Was it was it Candelario against Chapman? Who hit the home? Who was it? A home run off of Chapman, or was it like a couple? I think it was a. Couple. Oh no, it, it was a double, maybe. It was. Oh yeah, it was one from Hicks, one from Peterson, one from Mercer. So it was spread out. Yeah. Okay. So yes, Chapman had a couple of mistakes. Yeah. Also, his obviously his velocity is. Way lower than it usually is, but we'll see how that goes. But I mean, pitching has been fine. The hitting. Um, I, I was I heard something from the Mets uh, actually that um that their hitting coach forgot who. Um, it's not getting long anymore. But uh, since now teams are shifting so much more, he said to try to hit the ball the other way. And then um, once they the team starts you know playing straight up again, then pull the ball. So I think the Yankees should kind of adapt this in a way by. Trying to go the other way, trying to get some, you know, you know, singles that just not instead of trying to pull the ball, hit these crazy home runs all the time, just get on base. We saw it in the game four of the ALDS in the bottom ninth. They were walking in that bottom ninth inning when they had that that almost fantastic, uh, fantastic comeback. They, they were kind of just hit, getting on base, trying to stay alive. I think they should kind of stay with that instead of instead of trying to go for the you know like either the boom or the bust because right now they're yeah. bust busting. Like, like today, they struck out 18 times against uh, Matthew Boyd. Who's it's a franchise, franchise. Oh, I don't want to say franchise record. It's a franchise worst. I saw that franchise right, worst. Yeah, Team, I mean, he's been on. around for over a hundred years. And against Boyd, who isn't even like a ace. He's like a middle kind of rotation guy. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of embarrassing. Not gonna lie. I mean, the Yankees have a lot of guys on their team who, you know, their game is basically, you know, hit a home run or strike out. But right, because I was. When Judge first came up, that was who he was, and then he started yep. adapting a lot of walks into his game, and now now he's not just a home run or strikeout guy, but... I mean, we've yet to see Judge's first home run of the year. Uh, yes. Voight, another one of those guys that hits a lot of home runs and strikes out a lot, but, like, that's where the DJ LeMayhews and the Brett Gardeners... Yes. And I think... I think when he comes back, I think Aaron Hicks is going to go on a rampage. I think he's going to slide right back in to that leadoff hole, and I think... He, I think him and LeMahieu are going to complement each other's games really well because both of them have this idea of like. So Hicks has developed a lot of a power game, but he also knows how to get on base. He's the most patient hitter ever. He draws so many walks. He's going to get on base for. I don't even know what our two, three, four is going to be at that point. We'll see who's healthy. It's going to be exactly yeah. I guess so. What Judge Gary? Judge, maybe. Well, well, yeah, Judge maybe stand if he's back. Maybe hit three or yeah. four, and then yeah, either Miggy or Gary, depending on. Yeah, injuries. Well, make, yeah, I don't, we'll see if Miggy's back. I don't think he's been, coming back for a while. But I think it would be good if when Hicks comes back, and assuming everyone's healthy, which probably won't be true, but assuming, mm-hmm. is they have Hicks at one and at nine, half of Mayu. So it's kind of like you have like two back-to-back you know, uh, guys you get on base, two kind of like lead-off guys. So if you can get like Mayu on base, Hicks on base, then it's Judge. 
with men on I with see that. first and second or first and third with you know one no one or none no outs. So I think that would be a very interesting lineup. I think that's, that's definitely possible. I think the thing is that they like Gardner in that nine hole too. I right, think they, they like, like Gardner. Gardner. As the nine hole or the leadoff guy, and if both of those are being occupied, I don't know where. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be. I don't. We'll see if he's starting at that point. We'll see. If right. Stanton's back. We'll see. Maybe Clint Frazier or Talkman. We'll see. Are playing out of their minds. I don't know. I don't know what Brett Gardner's role is going to be on this team by the time that Hicks and Stanton return. Uh, he could very well be playing at a solid enough level to keep a starting position, but yeah. Right. Again, so like things. There's this expression in baseball that things have a way of working themselves out, which, you know, like, again, we were all so concerned. We were all so, like, everyone was so, not everyone, a lot of people were very upset that Tyler Wade didn't make the opening day roster. People said, oh, he's never going to get a chance. Here we are. Like, Tyler Wade is going to be our starting second baseman for a few games, at least until someone gets healthier. We have some kind of better option, but 11 guys on the IL, six games into the year. It's, it's mind blowing. I mean, yeah. Ugh. I mean, I mean, it's not their fault really. They can't really, you know. It's time the Troy's office get hurt, so can't really blame the Yankees yeah. for that. But I mean, Lloyd, I mean, t- t- today John Lizania, he pitched pretty well. I mean, I know you weren't watching, but um, mm-hmm. he had a, he had a couple of walks. Which was, I saw uh, his strikeout of Cabrera in the first inning. That was really nice when he got yes, him. Yes, that was very nice. Nice. He pumps ninety eight right by him. He had a couple walks, but for the most part, he was painting corners with his fastball. Nice slider. Um, so that was a good team. I think four innings, one in run, a couple walks, a couple hits. So I'm not complaining not bad. Uh, with him at all. John Lasagna. I mean, the one thing I know everybody loves to speculate and think like, oh, it never makes sense that teams have this much injuries. What's going on? Another thing, like, look, there are a lot of great accounts on Yankees Twitter. I'm on my Twitter way too often. I really don't interact with anyone. Everyone who was saying, oh, it's on Steve Donahue that these injuries are happening. It's on, you know, the training staff. It's on the coaches. Like, Miguel Andujar tore his labrum diving back on a pickup attempt. attempt. Dylan Batanzas got hurt because he was trying to rush back too fast after he had his kid and came to spring training a few days late. Like, a lot of these are freak injuries. Stanton injured it on a swing. The one that's concerning to me is Severino, and we'll see. Yes. I mean, we'll see how he bounces back. I'm confident in him, but yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody, him, everybody loves to blame the coaches. Yes, I mean, and the coaches obviously they're doing the, the best. I mean, you see, he's on. Yeah. Now this for years with the Yankees and with the in with baseball. I mean, he's one of the best, you know, trainers out there. So it's definitely not on on him or any of the coaching staff or trainers. In any sport, especially in, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, also, yeah, it's off here for first episode. So, if you guys want to, you know, give any feedback, would be very helpful. We would love that. Um, anything you want us to add in, maybe just whatever, just, you know, leave some comments um, on the Twitter page, Gate 6 Podcast. Or Instagram. Um, or Instagram, correct. Yes, Gate 6 Podcast as well. Um, and, yeah, so we don't really know where we're going to, we don't have like a set agenda or schedule. As Max said yeah. earlier, so just let us know what you guys want, think, how you feel. That would be much appreciated. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter is at MaxManusSaber, S-A-B-R, because I do a lot of work with Saber. Nate, drop yours. I'm at NateHerman27 on Twitter. At 
Nate Herman 27 and at Gate 6 Podcast on As always. and Instagram. Uh, thank thank you guys for listening to Thanks, our Bradley. first episode. Nate and I are looking forward to listening back on this in many years as the number we're one podcast. We are very excited for that moment. And we're going to look back on this and laugh at how unprofessional we were. <laughs> That's but, right. Have little little mics, you know, little uh, earbud. Yeah. Earbud mics. <laughs> but yeah. Was... All right. Good stuff. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go, Yankees. Thank you guys for listening. One last thing we forgot to mention. We are running a giveaway on the Twitter account at Gate Says Podcast uh, in order to drum up more followers and listeners. If you guys want to enter to win, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm a big card and memorabilia collector. Huge, like huge card. Huge card. Uh, oh, I just got a notification from Mark Fontan. The Yankees are calling up Tyro Estrada to replace Troy Tulowitzki. Wow. So there, man, there you oh, go. Is that? If you want to enter to win a Masahiro Tanaka card with a piece of his game-used jersey, go to our Twitter at Gate6Podcast. There's a tweet up there. you got to follow us, retweet the tweet, and comment Yankees fans and with a suggestion for the podcast. So good luck to everyone. We're drawing the winner when we get to 300 followers. We're right now at 63. So, yeah, go follow it up. If you want to win a free Masahiro Tanaka game-used piece of jersey card. Pretty awesome. Guys. All right. Thank you for listening.